And we're off. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting Hardly Millennial podcast where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. Opinions. That's correct, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host today, Adam Hansen, and across from me I have Matthew Lynn. Matthew hello, everybody. Lynn. Hope and we're all doing good today. Yeah, I hope we're all doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm feeling good today, man. Yeah. I got the blood flowing today. This is the last day of my vacation for my day job. Oh no. I know. I thought you just retired. You've been I, home forever. I know. I I was wondering if anybody was gonna be like, so Adam, do you do you work anymore? Or <laughs> do you need to tell us something? <laughs> what are bro? you what are you doing, man? But nobody asked, so yeah, we're not worried. It's okay. The electricity stays on, we're happy. Yes. Yeah, that's as, as long as that's <laughs> happening, everybody should be happy, right? So a current event in our life um, dramatically changed our lives this morning, guys. Oh, yeah. We didn't know what to do. So the local coffee shop closed, guys. The local coffee shop closed. Now, mind you, we it's tradition in this household to go to that coffee <laughs> shop every single every morning. morning. Every day. We start with it. Usually I'm the last one up. I like to sleep the longest. So the other millennials know to... Uh, they all get ready, they get their shoes on, they're good to go. And then they'll wake me up and I throw a beanie on and I'm out. <laughs> and uh, today we woke up and we had to discuss what we were going to do for coffee. Yeah, it was, uh, it really threw me off because I needed to get coffee. <laughs> oh, I you were a coffee. Grump. You were a grump this morning. I was a bit of a grump this morning. I woke up, I felt groggy. Justin was way too hyper for me at that, at that point. There were two extremes going on here. So we we have a Keurig at the house. Um, and I personally love the Keurig. I think it's great. Uh, Adam has a Keurig stigma. I do. He doesn't like it. And he refuses to give it a chance. He says chances have already been given. It's true. Ch many chances have been given. And I just, out of all the coffees <laughs> that I could have... Keurig is not one that I particularly enjoy. I just don't get it. It's convenient. It's quick. It's I, good. I just, I that's just it. I just like, I don't like the taste of it. any of the Keurigs that I have had. I have just simply not liked the taste. And so I've that had idea multiple was different kinds of flavors. We couldn't have the Keurig. That was a no go. I'm gonna get a French press. You're gonna get a French press? My people invented that, bro. <laughs> We're from France. I do. I like I like French presses and. We, uh, there's a lot of great coffees out there that you can drink black and that are delicious. So I really want a French press. So I'm a little embarrassed asking this because anyone who knows me knows that I'm a bit of a coffee aficionado. Uh -huh. But um, I will say I'm not sure what a French press actually does. What What's the concept? So the concept is, so the grinds for the coffee, you grind, it's a more finer grind when you use a French press, right? Okay. And... It, you know what a French press is, though, right? I know what it looks like. Okay. So the way that it works is you put, like, hot water in it, and then you put uh, usually about, depending on the size of it, about, like, 25 grams of this uh, powder okay. of the – not powder, but the grinded coffee beans into it. Right, right. And then you stir it a little bit. You let it sit for about four minutes. And then you take this spout that you're, like, pushing down, and it causes the – and it pushes down the grinds but causes the coffee – to come up from it so then oh. when you pour it you're not getting any like coffee grinds from it but because it's a finer grind it preserves more of the 
natural taste of the coffee. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Is it hard to do? No, it's not hard to do at all. No? It, it takes minutes. I mean, you just need hot water in the grinds. I can't wait. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, it takes about five minutes, then you have coffee ready to go. And you'll have about, depending on the size of it, usually the bigger ones, you'll get like two or three cups out of that. Two or three cups in five minutes. I could probably make about six cups in the Keurig, assuming that I didn't have to refill the water. The tank would stay full. I could do it. Shittier coffee, though. It's not. But this it depends is like, what quality you put in it. But this is like legit coffee. Like these are actually coffee grinds, not just. You could put those that's... same grounds in the Keurig, oh, and I, it will okay. put the water through it and taste exactly the same. Okay, I guess, I guess, but I don't know, dude. I just I have a stigma against Keurigs. Well, we ended up going to the gas station, guys. That is what we did with our lives today. We got gas station coffee. We've regretted it ever since. <laughs> um, it really all it did was make us want actual coffee even more it really did it's um, it's been we were like oh it's been a pretty good day but i guess it's been kind of a rough it's morning been a rough one us. guys <laughs> honestly i mean we're keeping up the we're keeping up the spirits mm -hmm. but yeah we've had to sacrifice today we know uh, how it feels it's, it's so sad <laughs> so if you guys are sacrificing this morning just know the millennials are here with you. We've we yeah. have sacrificed also, and if we seem seem groggy, that's also why lack of caffeine. Oh, just so you guys know, this is what I usually get when I get coffee, so you can understand how under caffeinated I am currently. I usually get a large drip coffee, and then I throw three espresso shots in there. He does, and then I put some heavy cream on top. That is my coffee. So well, there's a secret ingredient, too. There's one more thing. Oh, yeah, and stevia. Liquid. Liquid, Liquid stevia. stevia. Just a few drops. Just a few drops. That's Well, I kind of graduated <laughs> to like five or six drops, but... It's literally... It's stevia extract, guys, which means it's not like he takes packs of regular stevia and liquefies them and puts drops. No, no, no. This is the extract from the actual plant. It's mm -hmm. like pure stevia. And if you get a drop of this stuff on your finger and then you accidentally lick your finger your mouth will explode. Oh, it's such a strong taste. It, it's almost too much. It's crazy. It's, oh, it's just the right amount. But it tastes It's just great. super sweet. But, well, you know, when you put three espresso shots on top of coffee, you know, and then just throw some heavy You're cream, an animal. you, you kind of need a little bit of flavor coming out of there. <laughs> You're an but, animal. But the thing is, I, I only drink coffee like that here in town. Like, usually when I go to work, I'll get, like, a black coffee. Just coffee black. Really? Yeah. It's just something I do when I'm here for some Weird. reason. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I don't want to ever have to explain my drink to anybody again because our local coffee shop knew me well enough to where I, I just walk <laughs> in and it's being made for me, you know? Well, I mean, it'll it'll probably never happen again. Sorry. <sighs> That's in the past now, guys. <laughs> you know, the lack of caffeine this morning did make for a pretty frivolous conversation today. I don't know if that was actually a word. It felt right to say. It is now. So it's a millennial word. We were talking about candies from the past. Oh, yes. different candies, and not just Adam, but Adam and Justin. Yeah. Together informed me that candy corn. Okay, you guys remember candy corn? We've all had it. It's delicious. We've probably ate it until we've thrown up. They told me that candy corn has not been being produced. <laughs> 
since the 90s. Okay, this was where it originally started. So Justin says they haven't made candy corn since 1994. Let me let me offer some like context on this too. So <laughs> thank you, Adam. I was I was first told this by a teacher. Like she she addressed it to the class, right? It was like candy corn is no it, longer in like made. Second grade, like it was elementary school. It wasn't quite mm, that young. Okay, but. So I was first told that, and of course, when I was younger, it's like, okay, well, a teacher said this, right? That's but then, cold. but later on, <laughs> I remember somebody else had mentioned it to me, and then as I got older, somebody else separate mentioned it to me. So Weird. at this, and I never actually looked it up. Of course not, because I was just like, oh, well, I've been told this several times now by several people. I'm just assuming this is a thing. Well, and apparently, then, you're not alone. Yeah, Justin had been told his whole life exactly. as well. So all of a sudden, today we finally looked it up. Well, yeah, they tried to tell me that I've been eating residual candy corn for the past 20 years and that it's all just in this warehouse somewhere. They pumped out like a billion tons of it or something astronomical. And then they're like, okay, we're good for 30 years, guys. We don't need to make any more. And I immediately, my brain is just think I'm flagging bullshit on this whole thing. When right? I hear it back, it just sounds so silly. Doesn't it sound ridiculous? So I'm hearing it for the first time. I'm like, no, bullshit. Uh-uh. So I asked Google and Google was like, yeah, bro, bullshit. Not true. They're making candy corn still, guys. <laughs> I knew it because they come my out with a new flavor. My life is a lie. I've been lied to all these years by so many people. <laughs> They add caramel to it one year and chocolate the next. And there's a mint one. And... I What they used to give me in school when I was younger were those. Do you remember those candy corns, but they looked like little pumpkins? Oh, those ones are the shit. Oh, my god! I gosh. love those. It was so much sugar. Though. I know. It's like three pieces at once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, more than three pieces, I'd argue. Those things are dense. <sighs> I remember I used to just take little <laughs> bites of it because I'd be like, well, I don't need to just shove this whole thing in my mouth. This I, is definitely a small mm-mm. bite. I took them straight to the dome. Oh, dude. man. Even as a child who loved sugar, those that was <laughs> too much for Adam. Candy corn's <laughs> so good. It's one of those things that like, even though I eat way too much of it when I have it, uh-huh. I never get sick of it. Really? Yeah, like I ruined Whoppers for myself uh-huh. as a child. I ate so many fucking Whoppers one year that... <laughs> I have literally just, I can't stand the smell of them anymore. They're just disgusting to me. Oh, my word. But not candy corn. I just I, keep loving it. I I will maybe eat one candy corn once every two years just to remind myself how it tastes and to remind myself really? that I don't like them. Yes, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just the sugar, though. I, I think... They're definitely whatever brand of sweet. sugar it is. It's just whatever brand of sugar much. it is. Well, it doesn't taste like a sugar cube, but no. it does. But it does taste it tastes just, like a candy corn. Yeah, I don't know. I just I hate it. Oh, I mean, it does always Teach their own. Anytime I eat it, though, it always does like bring up nostalgia of like Halloween <laughs> puking as a child, puking just as a child, yes. eating it to the point of vomiting. <laughs> no, when I was younger. I, during Halloween, I was just all about those Reese's. They'd come out with those Halloween Reese's things. They'd be orange. Do you remember oh, those? Oh, I remember them, but I didn't like them. I think they did them so again opposite. last year, but... They do it on Easter, too. They'll give you the crazy huge egg full of fucking yes, peanut butter. That's and, also when uh, they'll, they'll market those white chocolate ones that they have. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I, I down with white chocolate. I oh, like it. Reese's is just so good. You know white chocolate has no actual cocoa in it? There's no chocolate in white chocolate? That doesn't surprise me. It's synthetic chocolate, right? 
it's just sugar. It's literally like, um, oh, what is it? It's either egg whites or marshmallow fluff or something. Oh. It's just sugar fluff right. that they turn into like the same consistency of chocolate. But it doesn't melt the same way chocolate does. It's I mean, not that chocolate. makes sense. White chocolate doesn't taste anything like regular chocolate. It is no, it's it's delicious. totally separate. To, oh, it is delicious. It's great. But... Except cheap white chocolate. Like the cheap stuff from like the dollar store right. is always super garbage. Yeah. I was never really, I really like white chocolate, but I was never into Hershey's. Used to sell their cookies and cream white chocolate bars. I always thought those were gross. You hold your tongue, sir. I do. And I love oh, white chocolate. Oh my God, the internet's going to explode on oh. you, Adam. I love white chocolate, though, just Jesus. specifically not You don't those. like cookies and cream bars? Not the Hershey's ones. Oh, my goodness. I feel like everyone in the world loves those. Oh, no. I did not like them. But I love the white chocolate Reese's. I love the white chocolate M&M's when they have them sometimes. There's, I love white chocolate, just not those. I don't wow. know what it is. Interesting. I think, just, I think it was just too rich. I'm, I'm, I'm really a dark chocolate kind of guy, so I really like more bitter tasting chocolates <laughs> you do you like dark chocolate red wine yeah you're a very classy kind of guy you I know i try <laughs> i had to train these taste buds <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we actually have written down some interesting subjects for you guys today oh yeah it's a good one today guys i came up uh, with this one this morning and it's something i've thought about on and off or on and off for years oh but wow do you think people's names dictate their personality dictate their personality so one okay. thing so one thing i've heard hmm. and i think we've all heard this people will be talking about like like oh all amandas are bitches or all johns are assholes or you know <laughs> some some not specifically <laughs> or those every names. sam is very successful <laughs> right like but like but not specifically those names but right. just those stigmas on certain people who are named uh, so these things i actually do have a philosophy on this that i actually created as a child okay okay and I remember in school, I got pretty popular for this for a while. I, I feel that a lot of people have the wrong name, that they were given the incorrect name. Okay. And I think that certain personalities sh do – the name doesn't dictate your personality. I think your personality more dictates what your name should be. Okay. Okay. So I used to look at people and I would – I'd be like, you know, you have the wrong name. And of course, they'd be like, what? They're intrigued immediately. Right. So you look at, and I would just, I don't know, I could feel it. So their name would be like, maybe there'd be a girl named like Jenny or uh -huh. something, right? But she just didn't look like a Jenny, and she acted more like a Danielle. And I'd be like, you should, your name should be Danielle. And most of the time, they would hear it, and they'd be like, I love that name. Or they'd be like, that's my favorite name. Or I always want, I, if I ever had a daughter, I'd want to name her that. Or something. like, for some reason... I had like this instinct and I could pick a name and it was the name that they just inherently really liked. So I think that is what was supposed to be their name. Like they got given the wrong name. Interesting. Yeah. So, hmm. So you don't think that people's names then necessarily dictate their personality. You just think some people are given the wrong names because, absolutely okay i think that's why we get nicknames a lot uh -huh. some people are like i just hate my name it just doesn't work for me so right. they make a, a a nickname okay yeah so you don't believe that if somebody is named john when they are a baby right so you don't believe that everybody named john is going to kind of hold certain personality traits similar to each other not at all zero okay 
No, that would. Well, I mean, it just—it's so unbiological. The name is just a an afterthought given to you, right? By the people who, usually, the people who made you. Usually, sometimes it's not even that. So, like, I don't know. You don't know anything about that person when they're born. Maybe right. the mother. Maybe the mother has some like instinctual knowing of the mm-hmm. baby because she like made it inside of her. Right. But for the most part, you don't really know that kid's personality when they're born. That's true. So. No. Now, what may happen sometimes is, like, if you really like your name, right. like, I really like my name, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I think it's super cool. So it's possible that growing up, maybe I had more influence towards, like, the Matthew from the Bible or right. the Matthew, the, the famous Matthews, you know, and maybe I wanted to be a little bit more like them because they had my name. Well, and see, and that's, it's those points right there, which is why I think in a lot of cases, name can dictate personality, but not necessarily yeah. the entire personality, but just certain traits. Like what influences you. Right. So like, for example, when you're talking about you embracing your name because it was more, it came from a more b- biblical place. Yeah, right? it's, so it's you, cool, dude. Right. Yeah. So whereas me, who's named Adam, every single time I've met another Adam, we all kind of have this running joke of just like, well, we're the first man, you know, or like, like our yeah, name means yeah. earth, you know, things like that. So it's, and those add to that kind of confidence in the sense of you're embracing your name. Therefore, you're kind of embracing that personality because, oh, why well, Adam? It's like, these are the expectations I have to live up to. Yeah, I could see that. And then I feel like it might happen the other way, though, to where if a name has negative stigma on it, you know, like, oh, everybody who's named this is a whore or is a bitch or an asshole or whatever it is, right? Poor people. Yeah, poor people. But... <laughs> inevitably if those are the stigmas that exist about that name and that person learns about them i feel like some people would embrace that because now to them it could be an excuse right true you know and maybe they won't ever voice it as like oh i do this because my name is this but but inside but they inside have that it's thought. like well if these people are this well i'm going to embrace that also well, i mean if your name is alex or alexander you're obviously going to like alexander the great Right, because right. he's great. Mm-hmm. He took over a bunch of stuff. He was a badass. Yeah. So you're going to be like, yeah. If your name's, you know, Cleopatra, I bet that you're probably going to like Egypt quite right. a bit. Right. Because you were the queen of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I could, I could kind of see that. Yeah. To, so that's what I kind of mean. And it also, I think, stems from there are some names that you can make fun of easier than others, right? So everybody who has a certain name that's really easy to <laughs> like make Richard? fun of. Yeah, Come like on, Richard. Richard. Sorry, Richard. We know you're out there. We know you're listening. And... You grew up with a hard name. We're sorry. And it was it was too easy. It's, we're sorry. But <laughs> if you don't get it, if you're a little too young, Google it. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, but you'll understand. <laughs> but anyways, but be, people who have those names are going to have those kind of similar upbringings because kids are brutal, right? Oh yeah. Even my name, dude. Oh, it God. was it was Adam. Everybody, you know Adam. what I always got? Matthew. Really? Like a sneeze. Uh huh. Matthew. I knew so many Matthews. Yeah, I never heard anybody like. Oh, use that. that's the one I got all the time. They loved oh, wow. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my brother Thomas got like Tom Ass. I think he Tom got that ass. a few times. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> kids like, are so petty, aren't they? Kids are They're such like the stupidest shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are such assholes. Oh my god, I love it. And it's and it's all this like we don't even understand we're doing it, but it's all like all right, who's 
who's top of the playground here, you know, who's... You know, looking back on it, though, at the name thing and, like, picking people's names, I should have used it as more of a pickup line throughout my life because I feel like that would work as a great pickup line. Like, hey, girl, you got the wrong name. And they'd be like, what? And immediately (laughs) you're in. You're talking to them immediately. (laughs) If you're just a little bit clever with the name you pick, boom. So what would be... What would you define as clever? Because I feel like a girl would just find that insulting. Like, fuck you. Well, that's right. You got to follow it up with a good one. You got to be like, you know, let's say her name is Jane. Okay. Be like, hey, girl, you got the wrong name. You know, your real name is Anastasia. And she'd be like, what? I'd be like, because you're a princess and people love you so much they made a play out of you. (laughs) you know something like that that's just literally off the top of the head you know what i mean give yourself two minutes and think about it a little have you ever uh have you ever attempted to pick up a girl with a cheesy pickup line i did so i used to have a really good one actually um (laughs) worked a few times too i was a janitor for a long time at a a grocery store every girl's fantasy oh god yeah (laughs) so first of all when you're a janitor Nobody calls you a janitor because right. it's demeaning as fuck. Okay, nobody wants to be called that. You're called a porter. Okay? Really? You're a porter. Okay. And it, it just means janitor. But when you describe your job to people on the outside world, you tell them that you're in maintenance. Okay. Okay. And in reality, cleaning and maintenance are two very different things. <laughs> They're two different departments. Okay. Right. But it just sounds better to be like, I'm the head of maintenance. So I was like this, you know, 16, 17-year-old kid telling people I was head of maintenance at the grocery store. And, um, but part of my job was every hour you had to take this big-ass broom and you had to push it, like, up and down all the aisles, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'd have this broom and be pushing it if there was a pretty girl. I'd be like, excuse me, miss, you know, I wouldn't want to sweep you off your feet. <laughs> and, dude, it made so many girls smile and laugh. And then, oh, you're in. You can just start talking to them from there. You know, be like, oh, those nice shoes. You know, you match your shoes with your socks. That's cute. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Boom, you're in, dude. Me and friends used to do little contests of who could come up with, like, the best <laughs> cheesy pickup line. I remember I had one that was, you go up to a girl, you go, Hey, girl, have you been eating Lucky Charms? Because you're magically delicious. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that is cute and creepy at the same time, my friend. Yes. That is creepy. It is very creepy. <laughs> you probably shouldn't start by telling a girl that she's delicious. Maybe that's not the first, like, second or third line. I think if you find the right girl, you just got to kind of feel it out. <laughs> you like, you know? So I do remember one time I was, I was on this bowling league when I was a kid. Well, I wasn't a kid. I was a teenager. I'm just embarrassed. But I was on this hey, bowling league. fun. I love bowling. Dude, I suck at bowling. I bowled like a 60. Like that was my average. It was like a 60. Oh, it's it okay. Garbage. Okay. So the only reason that they had me on the team was for my handicap. So if you actually bowl really terribly, right. it ends up helping the team because it brings the average down. So you get a bigger handicap. Gotcha. Okay? So it was all strategy. We ended up doing really good for okay. the season. But I was there, and I was not into the game, and I hated it. But there was this really pretty waitress. And I remember she had pink hair. And I was like, I had never thought that, like, a pink-haired girl was pretty before, you know? And I was just hitting, like, this age of, like, I don't know, I was, like, 18. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, she's really pretty. So my friends, you know, 
they were like, why don't you go ask her for her number? And I was like, well, bet me 10 bucks, you know, that I can get her number. So right. like, all right, we'll give you 10 bucks each if you can get her number because it's <laughs> never going to happen. So I go up to the window and I order some French fries or some bullshit, right? And uh-huh. she's, she's at the register. And I'm like, hey, you know, do you, can I get your number? You know, you're really pretty. You know, maybe we could talk sometime. sometime. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 I have a boyfriend, you know, so clearly not into it. And I was like, okay, look, here's how this is going to go. <laughs> so I, I leaned in real close to her and I was like, hey, look, so I completely get it. And I don't want to be too forward here, but I need you to help me. Okay. All my friends at that table, there's like four of them. They bet me 10 bucks each that I can't get your number. I said, will you just write down a random number on a piece of paper for me so I can go back over there and I can just be the man for the rest of today? <laughs> and she laughed. Oh, man, she laughed and she blushed. And she was like, all right, I got you. And she put she put a number on a piece of paper. And I got, and I got 40 bucks out of it, dude. I got 10 bucks <laughs> for each of them. It was great. And if she wasn't willing to do that, my next step was I was going to split it with her. I was like, hey, look, I'll give you 20 bucks. Okay, I can't go back to that table without a phone number because I just talked a lot of shit. <laughs> that is a fantastic story, Matthew. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did that. Matthew and the pink-haired waitress. <laughs> She's beautiful. The adventures of Matthew and the pink-haired waitress. <laughs> well, what was her name? Did her name dictate her personality? She had a really interesting name, actually. Um, it's probably so interesting that I could say it. You guys, her name was Axel. Oh, that's a cool name. Axel, yeah. And uh, there's a character named Axel in uh, my Kingdom Hearts game. Super popular. <laughs> Axel, if you're out there, girl, you need to listen to this by any chance. I made it. You messed up. Yeah, tell us what color your hair is now. <laughs> <laughs> you got blue? We do it purple? What's going on? <laughs> Let us know <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is derailing. <laughs> anyway, what, uh, what other fantastic topics do we have here, Adam? Okay, do you think people still write in cursive? Hell no, people don't write in cursive anymore. Because people I don't write even write cursive. anymore. You write in cursive? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I write in cursive. I but guess I, I never noticed on the paper. But I have is. coworkers who are younger, like 18, 19 years old. And sometimes when I'm writing notes or like leaving, you know, whatever notes for people or whatnot that I have to at work, I'll, I'm always writing it in cursive. And really? One day, people must hate that. Yeah. Well, one day my coworkers <laughs> looked at it and like they were able to read it, but they were just like writing cursive. And I was like, well, yeah, but I learned that when I was in school, I was told write in cursive. That is how you like write. That's why we learned cursive. So I remember being told in elementary school, uh-huh. like, you don't have to do it now, but when you get to middle school, they're going to make you write in cursive, right? So I remember they taught us the cursive thing, and they're like, get ready, because it's all in cursive in middle school. But then computers came out in, like, fourth grade, right? Like, really mainstream computers. Like, Apple gave every school in the world. Uh-huh. We all had the Apple computers at school. So by the time I got to sixth grade, two years later, cursive was out the window, bro. They were wrong. I got to middle school and they were like, yeah, that's bullshit. You're going to type everything. 
yeah. learn to type. So uh, that same thing did happen <laughs> to me. Now, but they never told us that. Oh, when you hit middle school, you have to write in cursive. Oh no, no, they just they just said you have to learn cursive because this is how people write. Oh, so sure. I remember fourth grade to sixth grade was the you know the three years of everything was in cursive. So then that's just how I wrote. Now when I got it's funny though. So when I got to middle school and even through high school, I was so happy to not have to write cursive anymore <laughs> that I just went back and started writing print and right. I did that all like, through the rest you guys. of my school years. <laughs> so it wasn't until I actually got older, until I was actually out of college, and I was taking notes or something and I was just it was either I was having issues keeping up or like my thoughts couldn't match how fast I could write so then one day I was like I'm gonna try to do this in cursive and you know I, I was actually surprised I remembered yeah how to write in cursive but I started writing cursive and realized, oh, I can write a lot faster when I do this. Really? So then I just started writing in cursive all the time so that when I'm taking notes, it's like my mind can keep – or my hand more so can keep up with my mind as I'm writing. So that's why I use it. I can just do it a lot faster. Everything's connected. I think cursive will literally be like Sanskrit one day. Like oh, it, it will. will. just be a dead thing. It will. You'll have like – pieces of it that live through as art and that's it you'll be you'll be talking to your uh grandkids about like or they'll be like grandpa grandpa write something in cursive for us uh, all right kids sit down what's your name you know let me write your name for this you, was kids. an s you know, this was an r you know where it might live on is where? um signatures because everyone's signatures in cursive right um i don't not necessarily though no. i think some people's are i think a lot of millennials like us who maybe learned how to do it because i remember those mine's incursive well and that's well that's how you were taught when Uh you were younger but you were only taught that because you were currently learning cursive i don't think they teach cursive anymore because they even they have ipads in the classroom now for kids to use and things how will people who only know typing how will they have a signature well i think that's the difference. So when I've seen people who are younger and I've seen their signatures, it still has like a fancy aspect to it, but it's more of like fancy print more than like fancy cursive. It'll probably get to a point where they'll just need to have a stamp and you'll just stamp everything because people won't be able to write anymore. Oh, we'll just skip the stamp. We're going to get <laughs> chips in our arms or something that you just, just boop, hold boop, up. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> That's terrible. Signatures are so fun. They are I fun. developed mine at a very young age. I don't, th- I don't think signatures will completely go away because I think everybody, regardless how crazy technology gets, everybody, it's going to be more valuable to have something physical, right? So when it comes True. to people like celebrities or anybody famous or notable, it's going to be more valuable to have like a print than it would be to have anything electronic. So I think everyone's oh, yeah. still going to have a signature. It could go back to pictures. That's what it used to be mm-hmm. back in the day because people weren't as literate as they are now. They didn't know how to read and write as much, but they so still have to sign like a, things. So everybody had like a picture they drew? Well, not everyone, but like, like illiterate people. So like – Back in, like, I, I believe this was pretty popular in, like, the slave days. Like, right. um, if you were a person who was unfortunate enough to be a slave, you probably weren't very literate, um, as in you didn't know how to read and write real well. Right. So if you did find yourself in a situation that needed some kind of legal document signed or some kind of agreement between you and, like, an, an owner or something signed, uh-huh. you draw a picture. I... Interesting. I've. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I had. I had a. Uh, I knew somebody who changed their name, 
to it was just a single name mm-hmm. but they always had on the first i think the like first name technically was just x but everybody just called this person by what their last name was it was it was a uh some artists so you know okay. there was that kind his of his name was just x yeah. oh that's how he would sign papers which is always just like x x so if you saw an maybe x it was on there <laughs> z yeah, maybe you're mispronouncing it z. like the xylophone starts with an x but it's z so maybe maybe his name was Z. <laughs> Everyone's just mispronouncing it. <laughs> and that goes back. That circles back to the name conversation. Two names dictate. He's like my whole life. My whole life this is who I am. I guess going back to that too, I would think if like what I was saying is true, if somebody changed their name like legally. If there would be just like this placebo of like, oh, I'm a different personality person would now. change. Yeah. Because I feel like a placebo would take over for a lot of people where that'd be a very like kind of ritualistic experience where you're like, oh, I'm a different person now. Everybody's we could do an experiment. We could set up like a science experiment, get funding for it. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's people out there listening who would love to be a part of that. There would be go. some test subjects, guys. Go to the mall, give some different names, see how they react. <laughs> like, well, I told this yeah. person my name was Samantha, and they kicked me. I so what's this... the what's the most outside-the-box name that you've come across from another person? Ooh. Um, I This isn't... So the first name that comes to mind isn't necessarily a name that's out of the box, but... It was the name Kylie, and it was a boy, though, who That's I knew whose name was Kylie. Okay. okay. And his name was spelled, I think, like K-Y-L-E-I-G-H, something like that. Kylie. But he was a cool guy, but his his <laughs> name was Kylie. I don't know okay. if maybe his parents were foreign or something like that. Because the weirdest names I think I've come across... I was it supposed to be Kyle, and it just wasn't pronounced real no, well? No, I've, I've seen... No, it was Kylie. I've seen, like, his ID okay. and everything. It was hmm. Yeah, it was Kylie. That's what people called him. That's what he called himself. Interesting. But, but I mean, some of the weirdest outlandish names are probably people I've met who are foreign or like parents weren't from here, so they'd have. But I mean, I can't remember the names, and usually they went by something shorter, right? So I've come across two very strange names in my life. Okay. And the most interesting part of this is that they were brother and sister. Okay, so it was literally just creative parents. So I had a teacher in middle school, and she was a science teacher. And I guess because I'm kind of calling them out, I won't I won't say any names here. Okay. But she was very outside the box. Um, okay. Like to the max, super outside the box. Are we talking like like had the, cockroaches as pets? Uh, and just super eccentric. Very, very all natural. Everything very like hippie natural. Okay. okay. So she had two children, and they went to school at my school, and their names were as follows. Apple, which is okay. All right. I think I've even heard that another place before, too. Not the craziest. But the sister was named Apple. Okay. And the brother. I think the actress Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple. Apple. Right, right. A little different. So here's the brother's name. Flowing River Leaf. Like first, middle, last? No, no, no. Like the first name was Flowing River Leaf. What? Mm -hmm. Flowing River Leaf. We (laughs) called him Leaf for short. (laughs) But yes, I swear, it was Flowing River Leaf and Apple. Wait, so how old, so this kid, Flowing River Leaf, uh-huh. how old was he when you knew him? 
It was like sixth or seventh grade. Okay. So what does that mean? Like 12? Okay. So how did he like, I mean, that's old enough to realize. Oh God, the kid hated it. He knew. He knew. He hated it. Yeah. You think he had a very easy life? Come on. Well, I just, given his It was one of those things where it was so easy that it was almost like you got made fun of if you made fun of Leaf. You know what I, I mean? See. Like you were just being a dick if you were making fun of Lee. Right. One of you those know? like that's too easy for yeah. even the baddest of bullies. <laughs> yeah, the other bullies would be like, fuck you, dude. You know, <laughs> leave him alone. He's got it rough. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even want to bully him. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah, he had oh. a hard one. His I hope he's out there. I hope he's doing good. He's probably like a nuclear physicist now or something. The kid was super smart. I mean, that's that's definitely a way to stand out. You want to oh, want to stand yeah. up from a crowd. That's the way to do it. Just Can you imagine his applications name. when he applies to jobs? Oh, I mean, if he hated it that much, <laughs> I'd be pretty confident that at this point he probably hasn't changed. I would hope. I don't know. You, you almost can't change a name like that. It's almost too good to change. <sighs> at least at some point he just embraced it. If you're out there, flowing river leaf, leave us a comment. Shout out, bro. Let us know. <laughs> I love it. So I finally did something that Matthew has been asking me to do for a while. Uh, do you know what it is, Matthew? Do you know Do you know what I'm about to say? I so, think I do now. Okay. So I do now. I, <laughs> so I'm kind of, you know, I'm into the ghost stuff and, oh God. you know, all that fun contacting the dead stuff you know not witchcraft but i had a ouija board i I had one we've uh we've used it we've had me justin some other people we've had experiences there's those you know those will be some stories for another time but we have one we had one in the house and i fucking hate the ouija board guys let me just say that real fast here I hate that shit. So very soon after, uh, very shortly after Matthew moved in, he expressed that he saw it in the closet at one point and requested that at some point I take it away and throw it away. And if I don't, he's going to at some point. (laughs) It was a little more than that. I told him, get this shit out of this house or I'm going to fucking throw it in the road is what I told him. Yeah. So... Just so you know, Matthew, <laughs> I finally just took it. I got rid of it for Thank you. you. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. It's evil curse powers kept it in the house. We kept forgetting about it conveniently. It would be right like I was going to talk to Adam to get rid of it, and I would get distracted with something and forget. Like it held on for a while. Oh, uh, see, Matthew doesn't want anything to do with it, and I just find this stuff super interesting. Well, I believe in it. That's right. the thing. I believe that if you want to talk to the other side, bro, mm-hmm. they'll talk back. I yeah. totally do. But I also believe you're not supposed to mess with that, man. Uh, not just, in this life. I can't help it. It's always just morbid curiosity. Oh, no, no. I, I'm i curious, too. Don't get me wrong. I am. I just, I, I'm more afraid than I am curious. Right. I feel Because yeah. it will come, dude. It'll come. There, Why do you think you're cursed? Uh, yeah, so there's, so possibility i might be i might be cursed there's there's a lot something heck something there's there's a lot that happens to me that people always know i never even have to bring it up dude every single time new people come into my life they just like they figure it out yeah matthew was one of them i've had two very specific experiences since i moved in this house Mm -hmm. uh and adam was a part of both of them yes i was uh should, should we just tell them what they were since we're on the subject of it go for it okay so one day 
this is the first one that happened, and this is the creepiest one in my opinion. So me and Adam, was Justin there? I don't remember if Justin was there. It might have been just me and you in the living room. I think it was just you and I. We were the only ones in the house, guys. Okay, there's no one else in the house. But we thought that our third roommate was home. Or, well, our fourth roommate. So not Justin, but the other roommate. We yes. thought that they were home and that they were back in the hallway in their room. Okay? So me and Adam are in the living room and we're watching TV or whatever. And we hear the door in the back, which would be the fourth roommate's bedroom. We hear that door close, not slam close, but it closed with some gusto. Yeah, loud, It was like someone quickly to... closing it. So we're, you know, looking over, like, because she's probably about to come out and run down the stairs to go to work, and we're going to say goodbye. And nobody came out of the hallway. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, weird. So we're like, well, it must be the cats. And we look down, and the cats are literally on the couch right next to us. Yeah. And the dog is laying in his bed across the room. There's nobody home. So we both are just like, what the fuck? And we go back there and look, and the door's closed, and it was pretty normal, and nothing else happened after that. So that was very creepy, because we both absolutely heard it. Now, the second thing that happened, happened right in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, we were sitting in the living room. Again, the only ones home. It was later at night, and the TV was on. But it was just like the Chromecast background. You know how Chromecast has like pictures that it'll right. show over and over? It was just that. And we were, we were messing around on our phones. And all of a sudden, the TV just goes bloop and turns off. Yeah, so let's – so just so you guys understand, like we've we have obviously – we've turned off this TV many times before. I've had it like for years. We've, yeah, Matthew's had it for years. Like it – when we're telling it, it sounds like we're just saying, oh, the TV turned off by itself. But it was it was very different, though. It was like all the light went from the corners of the TV and came in towards the middle. Yeah. Like made was, this bright box in the middle. There was even a sound effect with it. The picture that was on the screen got like glued on, like stayed on the screen for a little bit. It was very weird. I'd never seen a TV turn off Do, like that before. It, and it turned off randomly. And it does not have a time mode on it. Like, it's older. I've had this TV for five years, yeah. and it will not turn off on its own. I mean, I guess you could argue that just due to it being five years old, there might have been some technical issue with it. That never but, happened again since? But Yeah, it, well, that's my point, though. It never <laughs> happened again since. And like I said, guys, it, it was just weird how it turned off. I, I just remember that was the first thing, like, wow, that was super weird. It was very dramatic. Yeah. It's... There's There's been so... Guys, at some point, and I kind of want to save these kind of stories that I have until like Halloween and things like that. I think it's a good time oh, to tell them. Oh, that's too long. But oh, but I have so many stories, dude. It would take They're up. They're creepy, it, guys. He's it, told me some. It would take up like a whole like it would take up a very long podcast. He did not become haunted when he got to this house. No, um, this Adam is, has been cursed his whole life. This has been a, like an ongoing thing with me. And it's nothing <laughs> crazy dramatic either, guys. It's not like, you know, I've crawled up walls or anything like that. Just just no. weird stuff that's happened to me through the years. Just weird stuff. But didn't you uh, – I wanted to talk to you about something, Matthew, because you had actually mentioned this to me a couple weeks ago, and I don't think we ever expanded on it. You were talking about this kind of goes back to like the Ouija board and ghosts and things like that. You were saying something about this theory of like ghosts being time travelers. Oh, yeah. Something happened though and we couldn't. So that's my dad. My dad actually developed that theory. Um, 
my dad is super into space and time travel, uh-huh. and he's also a very spiritual person. He's very into God and religion and all that. Uh-huh. And um, he tries to kind of glue all of those things together into these weird theories of That's for life. Cool, it, it is cool, but he loses a lot of respect from each individual group because those oh. groups don't usually like to combine themselves. Gotcha. And my dad's all about, like, we're all a little bit right, so let's make a theory out of everyone's thing. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough, right? So he actually, he went as far as he wrote a book about this. Uh-huh. Um, and it never got published, but it's a full novel. And I wrote, I read it as a kid. I found it in the garage. But he says that ghosts, what we see as ghosts, on a day-to-day basis in life and stuff, they're relatively consistent um, stories that people tell. You know, right. shadows, lights, objects that move in certain ways. They're all pretty consistent, right? right? And he says that what these shadows and lights and things that move real fast can be is kind of the shadow of time travelers as they move through time. Interesting. And so the same way as I'd have to give a quick example about some dimensions here. So like we all know two dimensions is Mario, right? Like Super Mario back in the day. Right. So if he's living in the, on this sheet of paper and a three-dimensional sphere goes through it, Mario would see a line. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't see a round sphere. He would see a line. So the same thing with us. We live in spheres. If a four-dimensional object came through our space, we would see a sphere. Right. Right. That's just what we would see. So... In order to move through time in this dimension, in third dimension, you'd have to go into the fourth dimension. You'd have to right. be some kind of being that could interact with that. Right. Because then you could be, you can't be everywhere at once, but you could be anywhere at one time. Yes. Okay. So this fourth dimensional being or person that can interact with that would move through that into our dimension. And that sphere that you would see, that uh-huh. that object, that how we interpret it in our world, Uh are these ghosts. Those are the objects moving in and out of our dimension. Those are the spheres. Wow, that's... I never never thought about it in... Because I've heard similar theories before in regards to ghosts and time travelers. I've never heard it quite explained in the... the sense of dimensions, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that would make sense, right? Right. I've I've watched a lot of videos about dimensions and how to be able to comprehend what a fourth or fifth or sixth, all the way up to ten dimensions it, it would look like. It gets crazy as it's, hell. It gets very Ooh. hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah. But but that's very true of what you said. If a fourth dimensional you know sphere comes into our dimension, we'd only but experience it's, But it's a person. It. It's an entity. Right. It's not just an actual ball. So it would make so sense. So it would look like a person. Right. It'd be so a shadow. it would make sense that they would develop this like third dimensional kind of shadow or it's, imprint. It's also why they can interact with our world. They can throw stuff across the room they can scratch us they could do things you know but we can't interact with them there's never been an instance where someone has grabbed a demon and held him up or grabbed a ghost and and held them down for a minute right they're they're above our dimension so we can interact with mario Uh we can make him do whatever we want we can go into his world however we want but he can never interact with our world all Mm -hmm. he can ever do is run into a wall right right but he would just see that line that's a wall Mm mm-hmm so it would work the same way. The ghosts can interact with us. The fourth dimensions can interact with us. But we just go right through them. They're, they're not real to us. 
Do you personally think that most of the ghost stories and experiences that people, supernatural experiences mm-hmm. that people have, do you think that 98, per, like not 98, but do you think a greater percentage of those stories are bullshit or do you think a lot of them are actually real, but we just interpret them as bullshit? So I'd say if you're looking at it mathematically, you uh-huh. take every instance of it that gets called out through all of time, I would say that probably more than half are bullshit. Okay. But I think a lot of them, a, a lot, a lot of them are real. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. See, I always find it kind of sad that there's such a stigma on believing in ghosts or even ghost hunting, people out there that do ghost hunting. And... I mean, it's it's not anybody's fault. You have people like Ghost Adventures, for example, right? Which is a popular TV show on the Chowell channel that does ghost oh, hunting, yeah. and they've done it for years. And I I I love Ghost Adventures. I do like watching I think they're it. Great too. But when you but what I understand when other people watch them, why they're like, oh bullshit, or this is stupid, or that <laughs> guy's dumb, whatever. There's a stigma on this ghost hunting thing. Sure. And I think what people need to start doing is instead of looking at this evidence that these different ghost hunters and people have caught over the years and saying, well, ghosts are stupid, ghosts don't exist, we're just going to disregard that because you know it's like ufos right you just i was UFOs. just gonna say that so yeah it UFOs. gets so i think <laughs> if we looked at it more in a way of okay we're not saying this is ghosts all we're saying is people keep catching this kind of stuff let's try to figure out what it is oh yeah and if we approached it like that i think we'd get some interesting results and learn some things but right now we just have these you know ghost hunters that can only get other ghost hunters to make well, this equipment for them that's not nec- that's like ghetto rigged almost i think all the equipment's bullshit I, I don't I don't think that's true. Well, but that's my point. But I do think it's people actually trying, <laughs> but because there's a stigma on it, you can't get anybody decent to build this decent equipment to figure out, okay, we're not saying it's ghost, but what is it? Why do these things happen? Why are some of these things caught? You know, why can true. some people hear these deep growls late at night through an EVP? Like, what is that? It's something. It's something. It's you know, the world shifting or the tectonic plates yeah. moving and this thing's picking it up. Or but something. if but if we were able to look into that a little more and figure that stuff out, maybe there wouldn't be such a stigma <laughs> on this kind of stuff anymore. We'd learn something from it. Now, disclaimer, I do think that there's two different things going on. Just okay. this is a personal belief. I have no way to prove this with any kind of science or anything like that. But okay. I do think that there's possibly this time traveler thing going on. Mm-hmm. Time traveler slash fourth dimension thing going on, and that's how we see it. But I also believe that that is totally different from the spirit world. I think that, okay. I do think there's another place when you die, and I do think that that's another world that's the spirit world. But not a fourth, di- but not the fourth not dimension. Not the fourth dimension, different. Now, I'm not gonna get super religious with this, okay? But I think that, there's a difference between a fourth dimensional object that we see interacting with us, but I also think angels can come down to earth and I think demons can come down to earth and they can interact with us. And I think they can look like people. They can look like objects. They Uh can put themselves into things. You can call upon them. Okay. So I do want to make some kind of distinction for the viewers and the listeners that 
I completely respect the idea of an afterlife or, or a spiritual world. Right. And I think that there's another thing going on that is also scientific that is this, this fourth dimension. I think that they both coincide. So would you, do you think that if, you're, if your theory is going off of your theory of putting those two things separate and the afterlife not necessarily being the fourth dimension but something separate, right. would you say that every being in every dimension experiences a different afterlife or do we all experience the same afterlife? We just exist in different dimensions. I think that we all experience the same afterlife and live in different dimensions. I think that you're the same being through all the dimensions. Uh -huh. Like there's a, there's all the way up to a 10th dimensional me. Right. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's ninth. I think 10 might be And God. it's everything just interacting with each other. And we currently but we are just are experiencing it through. a spirit within a, all of that. And right. when that being, that is our dimensional being, our, what I would call our physical being right. dies, our spiritual being goes on to another place called the spirit world. And I think that doesn't mean that you're an angel. Your spirit is different from the angels and all that. And that gets really religious. I'm not going to go there today. Conversation for another day. <laughs> so I don't think that you can come back to the earth as a spiritual being, uh -huh. but I think the angels and the demons can come to earth. Okay. And they can interact with. People. Oh, yeah. They love to. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could, we could, we could get it for hours about religion. It's a pretty big one. conversation. Yeah. I don't want to get too touchy. That's this why is only I, the third podcast, guys. That's why I was kind of iffy going into the talking about the Ouija board because I was like, oh, this could be a domino effect. But it's such a hot topic, it right? Is. Isn't that why it people is. are so passionate about it? Yeah. Because it matters to people. Well, and it's and it is an interesting topic. It's and full just... respect to everyone out there, guys. Any the hardly millennials, we don't. We are young, dumb, and full of opinions, mm -hmm. um, but we don't disrespect anyone. No. So Matthew and I also have very different beliefs in, in certain things. Oh, yeah. Which, which you guys will figure out later on also <laughs> as we go on. Well, hell. Well, let's line up the conversation a little yeah, bit. You know? a little we'll, lighter We'll now. revisit those a little bit. Um, or another day, I mean. So kind of going back to we were talking about stuff we used to do when we were younger and we were talking about, you know, cursive and things like that yeah uh what was it when you were a kid that you wanted to grow up to be what oh job? dude this what is a fun one when you grew up oh everyone loves this conversation um so the first thing i can remember ever wanting to be is a race car driver but it was quickly followed up by very specifically a dea agent so really? the drug enforcement agency, <laughs> I think, I think what happened is the movie Rush Hour came out Great movie. and got pretty big when I was in elementary school. Uh -huh. And I think I wanted to be a race car driver until I saw that movie. And then I was like, I want to be in the DEA. I want to bust, bust the meth lords and the and the and the crackheads and... wait there weren't dea agents in that movie they were just the fbi yeah but i don't know my little brain put it together with, <laughs> as the DEA. with the dea and that's what i wanted to be in i think also bad boys the movie bad boys came out and they were dea oh, yeah. agents that's right and i th will smith was in that one yeah I loved it was him. will smith and martin lawrence lawrence I yeah think. yeah remember I... how you had to think of his name because he wasn't in much after that yeah he's not <laughs> He, he was like he was big in the 90s I feel, yeah, like. I feel like he was in a lot of movies in the 90s great. and now he's just kind of like you'll see him pop mm -hmm. up now and then but he's retired yeah he's just say retired that. but uh when I was younger <laughs> my little kid mind 
was like, all right, well, there's there's only so many things out there you could be, right? right? So I obviously was just aware of things like astronaut, police officer, firefighter. <laughs> all the cool shit. All, yeah, all the cool shit. So... <laughs> I was just always under the impression of like, all right, well, I have I have to be one of these. But clearly. So I would always just like change my answer every single time when I was younger. And we did some kind of project of, oh, what do you want to be? And one time it was like a fireman, a police officer. And but you just astronaut. picked one each time. You yeah, just I, just, I was out. like, okay, hey, well, I have to be one of those. So we'll just be one of those. But as I got older, so um when i was in i, w- I think when, around when i was in middle school i started getting really in, my dad and i started getting really into like animated movies just because oh, yeah. of like the, how the technology was progressing with it yeah it was cool so i remember specifically i remember my dad took my brother and i to go see monsters inc oh when it yeah first came dude out. And I was just so enamored by the computer animation. Every little separate hair on Sully was all animated. It was ahead of its time, dude. It was ahead it was of its time. big for its time. And I remember when the movie came out on DVD, this is when DVDs used to have a lot of, spe- like, hours of special features. You get you a whole extra watch. disc in there. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad and I used to just spend hours watching all this stuff. Oh, and it was cool. from there on to where... For a long time, I wanted to do like computer animation. My dad even was that the beginning of your media itch. Yeah, actually, no. No. So you want to where it actually started when I was really little. Yeah. This is how it happened. Because you've always been into media. Always been into media, and I think it stemmed. I think I was doing this like when I was seven or eight. Is my dad? We had this like camcorder, right? Uh huh. And what my dad showed me is he goes, if you put one of your toys in front of the camera and then you press the record button and just record for one second and then move your little toy and then record again for a second, it will create, it will make it look like your toy is moving when you play it back. Uh, so I was like, And what? your brain was like, what the fuck? I was like, I could do that shit? <laughs> so I used to... Dude, before you knew it, I had all my toys out in the living room and I would just spend hours with the camera on the floor and just constantly doing this. And now when you played it back, you got this like really like uh, a a very stop animation feel, right? But very slow. So very janky stop Uh animation. So I would film like tons of it. And then when I would play it back on the TV, I would press the fast forward button because oh, it would that's make cool. it would make everything look like it was it moving. was moving better. Yeah. yeah. So I used to do stuff like that, and I did that all oh. the time with Legos, action figures. I had like Star Wars stuff I would use for it, and so that's where it started. Bro, do you remember Tinker Toys? They were like uh, Legos, but they were like octagons and, and shit. They had like the sticks that you could like stick into the holes and put them oh, together. I think they were called Connects is what they were called. And you could make like the little like Maybe they had the off-brand or something. There. I had the dollar store ones. They were called Tinker Toys. Okay. This one I remember. Like you're talking about the ones they had. They weren't like Legos. They looked like little bits and parts that could like cook little into each other Little plastic parts. And, stuff. Yeah. and they had holes all over them. And yes. you'd take these sticks and you'd stub the sticks in the holes and yes. you'd put them together. I do remember those. Not to get off track, but I used to love those. Those were my Legos. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, those were I was shit. Just, I was just into Legos. I, I had I had so many. I had like, I had a lot of Harry Potter Legos and Star Wars Legos. I have up. a very easy time believing that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam is a huge Harry Potter fan, guys. Huge. Harry Potter is my Star Wars. How pe- some people are about Star Wars, that's how I'm about Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I'm he a Gryffindor. It. Let us know what house you're in down below. You Slytherin? You Hufflepuff? You a Ravenclaw? You the best? You Gryffindor? I don't, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, guys. Matthew doesn't. But I am so late to that party. I don't think I'm ever going to show up. But that's why I'm here, to make sure Matthew retains the knowledge of Harry Potter. Because at one point, <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be one of those conversations like, okay, Matthew, sit down. We're going we're gonna to talk about this. is called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, the internet's going to make me do it now. That's Thanks, true. Adam. Or the Philosopher's Stone if you're in England. because It's funny because I, I love dragons. I love dragons and wizards and all the things in Harry Potter I'm down with. Yeah, but... I just don't like how they put it together. Well, I and I understand that because a lot of people who like that stuff, it's because, what, you like the medieval stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Harry Potter's not medieval at all. Yeah, I want to go to, like, the Ren Fest, not fucking <sighs> Harry Potter land. I, look, What's I, Harry Potter's land called? Where does he go? L- London? <laughs> London? No, no, like how oh, they're... Oh, Hogwarts, the school? He goes to Hogwarts. Is the whole mythical land called something? Yeah, though? it's just called the magical world. The magical world. Yeah. Okay, that's a cop out, but yeah. we'll go with it. Whatever. <laughs> but it's all in like the UK. It's all in London. It's just there's a magical world that's happening on, like beneath the scenes. In London? Yeah. Really? I thought he has to take a train and go somewhere. Like to the fucking school. Well it, And he goes up the mountain, up the up the mountain well, yeah, and into but, the I mean, clouds. It's still in the and, UK. But is it's, it? Yeah, that's, okay. that's where the school is. I, I certainly trust you. And it I just has don't a believe charm you. over it so that any muggle who sees it will just see like any a what? broken, a muggle, a non That sounds rude being. as fuck. That sounds really demeaning. So J.K. Rowling is such a genius, <laughs> bro, that the word muggle is now adopted as like a real word. So any dictionary you get, you'll find the word muggle in there. It'll muggle. say like a not, like somebody... Of like no magic abilities or no magic power or That's something me. along those I'm lines. I'm a muggle. Yeah, I'm a muggle too. Or a nomad if you're from America. A nomad? That's what they call them here in America. You're a nomad, brah. You're a nomad, brah. <laughs> just, just a little Harry <laughs> Potter knowledge for you. <laughs> well, good. See, I'm learning already, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a, what a wonderful thing. Well, on oh. that note, I'm glad I could leave you all with some... Harry Potter knowledge to end the podcast with. Are we already? We're at the hour already. We're already at the hour, dude. Time dude, I had so much fun every time. Eventually, we'll do a little longer podcast for you guys, but right now we just kind of want to try to stick at the hour it's, mark. It's consistency, for you. folks. Yeah, it's consistency. Um, all right, so thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, please remember to follow us on you know Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up the name Hardly Millennial, and you'll see us there in our logo. Yeah, we we pop right up first thing and then you'll also be able to listen to this on soundcloud so we'll make sure we have that up for you and you'll see the uh the links in the description which i keep me- meaning to mention soundcloud at the beginning but i keep mentioning it at the end it's okay. but anyways okay we'll get there. so we're also going <laughs> also going to remind you guys that we do have a gofundme page www.gofundme.com forward slash heartily millennial go put some money in the jar if you got some change lying around we always appreciate the love and support appreciate it a lot guys and yeah. please uh just remember the most important thing you can do is to share this with your friends yeah just let your friends know give them a chance to love the millennials yeah just be like bro check these guys out they're off the hook brah you know? every view means a lot guys yeah and leave us a comment down below as yeah, always we'll comment back to all of them yeah say hi to us All right, guys. Have a lovely day. Till next time. Bye. Bye.